I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to season three of my millennial career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR professional. Hello, Em. Hey, Shell. I'm Emily Bowen, and I work in recruitment, specifically for a, a consultancy called Foresight's Recruitment and HR. And a shout out to our longtime listeners and any new listeners. Em, we've been on a break. A nice, long break. It's been awesome. So good. And lots happening for 2021. I'm about to have a baby. You are. So I think when this podcast will be released... It'll be... The it could be happening right at that minute. <laughs> it could be. It could be. So it'll be the week of my due date. So we'll, I'll keep you posted on how that all you goes. You could be listening at the same time. I know. We've been, and so we've been trying to organise all these episodes ahead of, the, ahead of this baby's arrival. But um, we're, we're trying to plan around the most unpredictable I know. Thing. It's been interesting. It has been. I'm sure it'll get more interesting <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> Anyway, tell me about your break because you've also been on a bit of a holiday. I have. I've done my usual thing of having uh, this year. It's been all of January off, but very different to last year because last year I was overseas and I think we had a little bit of a chat about that. This year, it's just been a staycation. It's been lovely. So good. Well, we also have some big news. We want to say thank you to Newcastle Permanent, our show partner for this season. And M. I feel like you've always got plans. Do you have big plans coming up for this year? You're so right. I do. I have big plans coming up for 2021. Well, so does the Newcastle Permanent. They're working to be Australia's favourite banking experience. Mm, Not bad. We're thankful that Newcastle Permanent have come on board as our show partner and you'll be hearing more about them this season. So head over to newcastlepermanent.com.au for more. So, Shell, tell us about this season. What can we expect? Well, today we're talking about whether your dream job exists or not. And then coming up, we're going to be focusing on how promotable am I or how promotable are you? And then looking at why you need an exit strategy, redundancy, burnout. We've got Q&A with an employment lawyer. Lots happening. Not to mention how to ask for a pay rise in a small business. That's, that's it. That's a big one. I know that will be popular. Yeah. So, heaps happening. But let's get into the show. So, M, the other day I I was walking and I just I, I thought of you because I I felt like you'll have a good perspective on this because I saw this sign in an employment agency and I wanted to run my this could be ranty thoughts by you. But I, I was walking down the street, I, I saw this employment agency and they had as part of their like poster in the window, we'll help you find your dream job. Did you walk in and sign up? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And this is why. Because I was looking at that thinking, dream job, like what is it about this whole concept of dream job? And you and I have talked about this 
from time to time. And I, I, I'm not sure that we've ever sort of cracked it open like we're going to do today and sort of gotten to the bottom of it. But I know it's been one of those things that's like niggled a little bit. Yeah, People maybe talking on, well, we see chatter on the Facebook group or I think even just in your own mind, you start to go, what am I searching for? Am I searching for my dream job? And so we have questioned. Well, that's right. That like concept. A, and, and I was looking at it thinking, okay, that's a huge level of pressure to be like, we'll help you, f- we'll, we'll find you your dream job. And I was like, I don't know that you will find a dream job. And, and my problem with the whole dream job concept is, does it actually even exist? And are you ranty because you feel like you've got an opinion on that or because we need to like? <laughs> I always have an opinion Good on, point. on anything. I'll give you my opinion. So we'll talk about your opinion today perhaps. <laughs> so what I'd like is for you, I'd just like to just debrief my opinion. Say, you know what? Why don't you put your feet up? <laughs> I lay know. down. That's right. We'll debrief your opinion and on just... this whole dream job piece. Maybe you're just um, bitter because you haven't found your dream job. Have you thought well, about this? Well, that's the thing. That's what I want to understand. So... Today, we are asking the question, fact or fiction, can you find a dream job? That's our question. And by the end of this episode, our goal is that we have answered it for you. Now, as Em mentioned, I do have an opinion. (laughs) And um, so, I'm going to share my opinion if that's all right with you. (laughs) That's fine. This is going to be an awfully quick episode (laughs) if that's what we're doing. But um, I do have a problem with the dream job concept because I think – and from, from what I see in employment quite a lot is that people have this expectation on their employer and on their career and on their job that I'm going to find this kind of elusive dream job. Is this a bit like the soulmate concept and how some people think of like the one and finding the one and maybe the only people that believe in that are the people that have actually found their soulmate or, or feel like they've found or their maybe soulmate. the people the only people that believe in that are the ones that haven't found the one because they're and still they're looking just clinging on to they're like I'm gonna <laughs> one day find the one but I just haven't found them yet and so. I that is bang on and because I, I mean I think about when I met um my husband Sam or when like like I think about that concept of the one like when you're in high school and you're like one day I'm gonna meet the one and you're gonna meet your partner and they're gonna so meet- I shouldn't be saying that anymore at 30 no. is that what you're telling me <laughs> Well, today we could do, you know, that on another episode, fact or fiction, the one. <laughs> we could. I think that might be a whole different podcast. I know, that's it. But I think about Sam and he is a total dreamboat. Don't get me wrong. Sure. He's amazing. Yep, I, I can validate that. He is. And so before I married Sam though, you know, you date a few different people. Some are okay, some are average and some are terrible, right? Kiss a few frogs. That's it. Totally. And, and you go through those experiences and that means that by the time I actually started dating Sam, I'd had some, you know, okay, average and terrible dating experiences and by the time I met him, started dating him, I was so stoked because I'd found this person that I was like, I had almost that comparison or that reference point of, you know, what do I actually want in a person and it isn't like that whole oh my gosh, I found the one, but it's like, I, I know what I like and what I don't like. And now I can actually make a decision that's right for me. And I think about that with our job. I think that same thing applies. The dream job concept to me is kind of like the one. Is it a case as well of timing? So I guess where I really struggle and it's like, okay, if we're defining dream job, that makes it feel like 
if you're lucky enough, you find that dream job at 25, so early in your career. Maybe if you're slightly less lucky, you're finding it at 35. And if you're really unlucky, you're finding it at 55. And when you find it, that's it. You sit there, you do the same thing. So if we're 25, we're super lucky, we find our dream job. You then sit there for the next 30 or 40 years doing that same job. And I personally struggle with that Totally. That's right. Because if that was the case that you, oh, once I hit the dream job, it's kind of, you know, I've made it. Well, if that was the case, people wouldn't be changing jobs. What is it like on average every three, you know, tenure is sitting around three years. Is that right? Yeah, that would be about right, I I believe. And so that wouldn't be, if if this whole dream job thing was legit, we wouldn't see people move from job to job so frequently. And I think that tells us that we need to actually look at our expectations about what we want from our employment, what we want from our career, and then start to reframe some of that M. Because I do think while we're talking about this in like, you know, a comical way, I guess, if can we call ourselves comical? Um, well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? I don't think anyone's laughing at us. <laughs> well, so we can can we laugh at ourselves, I guess? It might be as a, uh, yeah. <laughs> it might be an overestimation of what's actually being provided. But anyway... We're, like, we're keeping it lighthearted. Yeah, but it is – I think it's problematic. It's problematic because of, as you've suggested, expectation and this this search and this idea that there's this destination that we're on the hunt for and as long as you believe – oh, my goodness, I'm realising all of a sudden that you've convinced me of this dream job really? opinion that you've got that I've just all – I've jumped on the bandwagon. Maybe yes. I'll get off it in a sec. But to stay with you – if we believe 100% in the existence of a dream job that is our like work soulmate and there's that one thing out there that we're meant to do, then you are basically turning up looking for that and you may or may not ever find it. And so That's that would it. be quite disheartening and disappointing. Yeah, to forever feel like your expectations are maybe being, can't, being, yeah. can't be met. Or... We touched on this earlier. If you're an overly optimistic person, then you might have, you might sway between, you know, might have hope, I guess, or maybe you sway between the two that you go, oh, this is really exciting that that could be out there and I'm looking for it. But as humans, we're going to feel different things at different times. Yeah. And I think it's about how, what, okay, so what's the alternative? Because, because I think we do need to have that desire to be always engaged in the work that we're doing. And I think that's something you and I talk about a lot. So what is that? What does that look like? So to me, instead of the dream job, I think it's like, how do you find a dream career? How do you make that and shape that? And that I think relies on the person and and the dream career may look like a combination of some really epic jobs that you're super engaged in, but maybe some other jobs where you're getting paid really well, but you're not as engaged, but all of those things shape a diverse and, and really exciting or really engaging career over the long term. What I like about that idea, if we explore it for a moment, is also that it's not static. So again, I come back to like, okay, so dream job feels very fixed. It feels very, once you find it, however lucky you are, you find it sooner rather than later. Once you find it, that's it. You're done. Awesome. And it basically, it feels like it suggests that as humans, our circumstances don't change, we don't change and grow over time and what fits us when we find that dream job 
is going to fit us and keep us excited, engaged, fulfilled for our full career. Whereas a dream career, which I'm, I think I might jump on this bandwagon as well, that feels like it will actually grow with us over time and we can choose to make changes so that we continue to feel that really ha- like that happiness at work. Yeah, and even in those moments that maybe aren't you don't you may not feel happy, it actually is a more realistic expectation mm. of I can leverage all of those moments. Like I've worked in organizations and roles where I felt really engaged and then other times have felt like it's a really hard slog. But those moments that are difficult, I reckon, are so important for shaping your work ethic, what you want in the future, what you're going to look for in future employers. And all of that matters so much to having that long-term, really engaging career. Even your understanding of yourself. Yes. Because to your point around kissing frogs, it's like, well, how do you know that you really like someone if you haven't compared them to anybody or any experiences in the past? And the same goes for a job or work uh, over the time that you have your career. I also like this idea that if we were to look at our weeks, months, years or whole career on average, it's not a bed of roses all the time and it's actually okay to have discomfort or have times where it feels like a slog or it feels like it's not as easy or as nice a place to exist because you then appreciate the really good times. But overall, if on average you were able to look back at your career or look at your career to date and go... I'm where I am meant to be or when it is hard, it's because I'm working towards something or I'm getting something out of it, I'm learning something. That feels pretty good. And and that is good. You tend to take that macro view where you go, how do you have those moments where you step back and you assess the bigger picture rather than I think what we see in this dream job concept is it's very narrow and I love how you're, like, you're often challenging me, challenging anyone listening to take that step back, have a longer term view, this could just be a little blip, say if you're, if you're in that period of maybe discomfort in a job versus, oh no, I have to get out right now because this is, this is terrible. And a bad day, it is so temporary, a bad week, a bad month, they're temporary and what bad means is very personal. But you just kind of go, yeah, for whatever reason, I'm a human. Maybe it's actually got nothing to do with the job. Whether I like you love your job, but you can still have a bad day. Someone might be out there and they might go, but guys, I've actually, I've got my dream job. And they would still have a day where they just go, I just wasn't feeling it. And I wasn't feeling it at work. Or they might have a month or a few months where they go, start to question because they're human is this actually my dream job? I thought it was. Is it still my dream job? And I think that that's really natural. And if that would isn't happening, like if you're not having those moments of funk, then you're not human. That's right, Em. Obviously, I've got a very clear view on this. <laughs> Seeing that poster on the wall, I, I remember I looked at it and thought, I don't reckon you're going to – like I, I, it's a big sell to be like, we'll help you find your dream job. I'm like, I don't even think that exists. So that's obviously I've got a view on this. What's your perspective – and, and do you think, is the dream job out there? Is there something else from your angle? Oh, I, I don't think I've spent as much time thinking about this as you have. <laughs> I think I've spent a lot of time listening to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. I like the exploration. 
I've just not overlaid it with my own experience. But if I do that now, I think I find it really difficult, this concept of a job. And uh, people say to me, so what do you do for work? And I always find that really difficult to answer because I look at other professions, I'm like, oh, well, they can say they're a nurse or they can say they're an accountant, but they're just labels. I can say I work in HR, but it's just a label. And it's like, well, that's, it's different between everybody. And I think what has kept me really interested is not having a job that I can put a label on or striving to have a job that I can put a label on. But in my career, it's been about when I turn up each day, am I actually being challenged? Do I feel aligned to the business that I work for? I'm somebody that likes to feel a sense of growth and progress. So am I keeping up with the business I work for? You know, are they keeping up with me in order to continue to be able to offer me stretch opportunities? And I've, I, I guess I'm reflecting out loud, but I have found myself at times saying, for example, to my boss, uh, when we've been having conversations about, well, what do I actually want out of my job, so to speak, in inverted commas, what I want when I turn up every day. And I've said to them, do you know what? I've actually realised that I happen to work for a business that sells recruitment and HR services, but I'm not sure that, and I studied HR, I don't call myself necessarily a HR person uh, I think I would be just as happy if I worked in a business that was identical to the one I'm in and I was doing the same things each day, had the same opportunities and we were selling, I don't know, what else, tables or if we were providing like business, uh, sort of a different business advisory service because it's not about that job, if that makes yeah. sense. It's about the experiences and the opportunities. And you've been very polite in letting me have a little like moment where I've been thinking out loud here. But my point is it's about that growth and, and evolution over time. It's not about searching for or achieving a dream job. Yes. I really struggle with that, as yeah. you can probably tell with that concept. And that's right. And, and I guess it's how you look at your workplace, how you look at employment then impacts how much you get out of it. Yeah. Like, and I love what you're saying to me, because I think of, I often think about your work experience, like you've had so many opportunities at Foresight's in your roles in, in, how long have you been there for? Uh, it'll be 10 years, 10 years. And how many, jo- yeah. how many jobs, refresh my memory, <laughs> I do know this, but I lose track as well. It's about, it's something like, you know, eight job titles in the 10 years or something like that. Yeah. And so the thing that I love about that, and I think it pushes again, it challenges on this concept of dream job, because what I feel like you've found in your career has been a dream business that grows with you. Mm. And or you grow with it, whatever way yeah, that well, happens. It, probably it's both. It's both all at once. And at times it pushes me and at times I push it to make sure that, you know, we're, we're kind of keeping up with each other. I, funnily enough, I, the other thing about those sort of job titles, so to speak, that you'd find on my resume, there's a number of those eight-ish that haven't actually existed in our business before. And so what would ha- tend to happen or what has tended to happen is I've been doing a job with a job title and then that push and pull and growth and opportunity has happened and I've been in a conversation with my boss and we've gone, do you know what, this actually needs a new job title. And so, oh, we better 
sort of come up with something that fits. And it's kind of retrospective yeah. rather than – and that's what I like what you are saying before about it's not static. No. And I've, I love my work and my time at work and I always have. It hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been fun. Uh, it's been really, really hard at times. But at that macro view – it's always really worked for me and it continues to work for me. And yet, as I said, I ha- those job titles or those positions in the business haven't existed for me to go, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for that job title that I can see someone else has done or that the business has said there's a vacancy here. It's actually been about, well, what makes me happy? How do I chase that feeling? And then, oh, we'll come up with a job title. That's no worries. I love that so much. Mm. Like I love... I, I love the flexibility and freedom that comes with that and it's that recognition that, that as people we're going to grow, we're going to change yeah. and so moving with that and going how do I shape up a career that's, that is a dream career that involves a diverse range of things as I, you know, mature, grow and my interests change. Do you know the other thing that's just dawned on me is I've got um, one of my best mates, it's probably going back about 12 months ago now, And she works for a business that does have a very uh, sort of mapped out career path. So they're very good at going, here's the ladder. And it is, I use the term ladder deliberately. And if you do these things, you get this promotion to this job title. And if you do these things next, you then get this promotion to this job title. And it's somewhat unusual to skip a level, but it happens from time to time. But it's quite linear. And she actually really struggled for one to two years while she was working, um, you know, looking ahead going, well, what do I want to do with my career? And in conversations with her manager, she really struggled with this feeling of, well, I have to do what comes next. I have to chase that next job title because it's already mapped out. And that's, that's what comes next. And I'm kind of there saying to her, listening, doing lots of listening, being a good friend, but also saying, well, you're telling me that you know what you love. They're You're also telling me that, sure, no one's written job description for that in your business, but it is a skill set and expertise that the business could draw value from. Is there actually room to go and have a conversation and say, hey, I really love working here. I really love the path I'm on. What would typically happen and what you've got mapped out doesn't quite suit me. Can I actually design my own role if I prove myself and we can find mutual value? Would that be something you're open to? So, I guess the other thing about this dream job concept is it feels like maybe people think that they've got to pick from a list that's already been prepared. I don't know. That's that's sort of just an idea that's coming to me. And I I think it it kind of runs counter to what we're seeing in terms of employment trends, which is, you know, we mentioned before the three years um, kind of average tenure in a job. So we know jobs, people are moving jobs and, and that mobility um, is quite high, but then also people are changing careers. I think the last time we talked, maybe it was like between three to five career changes for like a millennial could be more by the time we get to like a gen Z or gen alpha. So what does that mean? And then how do we reframe and actually set out our expectations to align with what will likely happen? And so would your opinion be that if there is this dream career concept rather than a dream job, then you can also shift your expectations to suggest that you could love multiple different jobs, yes. not just one. Multiple different jobs. And and I think one thing I'm really preparing for at the moment, M, is 
I want to make sure that I'm preparing to have and to love multiple different careers. Mm. Like I've worked in HR for 10 years and I'm like, I, I must be due for a career, like a full industry career change. Yeah, soon. what kind of millennial are you? I know, right? Like I've worked in different kind of uh, workplaces and jobs, but but in HR. And so I, I'm trying to proactively go, oh, what if I wanted to get into something completely different like marketing? So do you, how do you feel? Is this because you don't sort of HR's not your not been your dream job and you are searching for that or uh, that's yeah. not a very good question but can you I get what you mean though can um, you ask yourself the question and then I answer think, it please I think I'm trying to preempt hitting a wall almost okay. like you know how you hear sometimes people are like all of a sudden they're just they're over it mm-hmm. and one of the things I am trying to do now and through the podcast because we've talked to so many people about this type of thing I'm, I've started to go, no, I, I actually need to take control of that and preempt that I'm going to get sick of HR. Or you might. Or I might. Yeah. And I mean, right now I'm not. I, I love HR. I love all the weirdness that comes with working in HR. And if you if you ever want to get into HR and you and that's been a question, HR is weird because people are weird and it's great. Totally. It's the best. Totally. And the other thing that's interesting is so 10 years in HR, studied before that. So you would have chosen your career path or to start that career path in HR when you were like very late teens, early 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Yeah, yeah. okay. And you're now, you know, moving into the next decade of your life. Mm. So as a human, I didn't know you back then, but dare I say it, you were probably a little bit different. Yeah, and you probably know different things about yourself and... That's right. mm. And and so, I don't know, like I I think that I, I do think there's something in that and that's what I've loved about, you know, conversations we have, start to challenge our perspective and go, you know what, I, I've got so much, I've got so many options and I've got so much within the within my control and so starting to prep for this, reframing expectations around dream job, it actually makes it easier when you look at your own employment if you ever feel stuck and I, mm. and I think, well, if we start to prepare for those moments – and we create those options, it, it does allow for um, quicker movement, quicker action, and then less kind of uh, disengagement. Love that. What I'm thinking, we should take a break because I think we've made our opinions clear. And then what we could do is we can come back and we can just add any final thoughts that we have, but then also maybe get practical on Love um, how we can actually make that mental shift from dare I say dream job to dream career perfect all right money property careers health small business we love learning how to do all of these well so we can live our best life that's why we've made podcasts focused on a variety of topics check out my millennial money my millennial money express my millennial property my millennial health my millennial business gen z money and you to me you to you you to us which is just about sexual and reproductive health Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we do like to get practical and that we think there's three things that you can do in response to this whole uh, dream career. How do, you, how do you have a dream career over a dream job? The first thing you need to do to push back against that dream job concept and create that dream career is evaluate your expectations. So if you've got in your mind that you're chasing a dream job, let's reframe that. Let's look at those expectations. Maybe you're looking for, I'm going to get a promotion to this job by this time. And that might be unrealistic or that might be not, that maybe your employer can't actually facilitate that. And so I think that's where we go, well, actually, what am I wanting from work? Am I wanting to get a, a job title or am I wanting to feel a certain way and feel a certain uh, level of engagement? In which case, you start to look for different things. And so that's what I would be doing as the first step, reframing and, and just assessing what your expectations are. The other, the flip side is that sometimes our expectations of our job or, em- or our employer are too low. Mm. So we talked about them being kind of sometimes we can ha- be they can be too high where we want to get a promotion in a certain timeline, but I I do sometimes hear when and you'd hear talking to your friends and they you, they tell you about their work environment and you're like oh actually I was having this conversation this morning with a friend you've just triggered me uh, to remember and she's telling me about her boss who technically is brilliant but he's sort of pushing her down as far as uh, people leadership opportunities and and her sort of first step into taking on people management. And I just said to her, so like on balance, is this person helping or hindering your career progression? Because there's a time for everything and let's not, you know, because to your point, Shell, I've seen the flip side where I feel like someone's pushing too hard too soon. But in this case, I kind of said, well, like I'm, pleased to hear that you're pretty happy at work and you're pretty patient and you're happy learning the technical skill set and really going deep on that. But is there any concern for not also getting to balance that with some opportunities around people management? Because on paper, she's meant to have those opportunities. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. It's, it, it is sometimes getting that fresh perspective of going, is this employer or is this organisation actually you know, helping me to achieve that dream career in a reasonable way. Mm. Like you don't have to, like it has to be reasonable. Because I just wasn't convinced from what she was telling me in the store, you know, the questions I was poking around asking, I wasn't convinced that there was a good enough reason for him to not be helping her dip her toe in the water. Yeah. doesn't need to be like this free for all. Sure, go and manage 10 people. You've never done it before, but just little opportunities to start to uh, flex that muscle, I thought um, would have been reasonable. That's right. And that's a great way of going. Evaluate your expectations, whether they're too high or maybe they're too low, but mm. just go away and assess where you are. So that'd be my first, my first tip. The second one would be that bad experiences aren't always bad. <laughs> that's cool. I like that one. So find, 
the like it's like going back to the soulmate concept or the the work soulmate or the sometimes those exes that you date that are jerks help you to realize what you want and what you don't want and in the same way sometimes the bad experiences you have at work like your friend's manager who's maybe squashing her actual potential is a helpful experience because you then look for well, if I'm going to look to work for someone, I want them to actually enable me to grow rather than stifle my growth. Or you might think that you really want to be a hairdresser and then you do hairdressing and then you realise you don't want to do hairdressing and you actually don't and you don't like that job. Yes. And so you choose to change careers. That's not a bad experience in the sense that, well, you might feel like it's a bad experience, but it's actually not a bad experience because you don't know unless you try. That's right. And if you haven't tried hairdressing, you would have always been wondering what if, because for whatever reason, you thought you would like it. Totally. So having those moments is is helpful. Looking at those fails and thinking fails are good because I learn. You rule it out. You start to really refine your understanding of what makes you happy. That's it. All right, let me chip in with a third and final shell. Uh, This is diversify your portfolio. So what we mean by this is actually creating a sense of breadth, a sense of variety in whether it be your roles. uh, So you may try different roles. So to your point earlier, spend time in HR. You're now getting to a point where you're starting to go, oh, would I be good at, am I interested in marketing? But also within, if, if I use the HR example, it's easy for us to grab. Uh, in HR, there are so many different sort of facets to that. So taking opportunities to try different things within the role that you've got or within the business you've got. And that might be that you put your hand up proactively and go in and say, hey, could I please have a crack at that? Or it might be that somebody comes and asks you to do something you've never tried before and uh, you say yes now and work out how later, which I believe is a Richard Branson quote, so I can't claim that one. But it's a good quote. It is good, <laughs> and I probably didn't nail it, but the the um, the concept is there. That's right. I love it. Diversify your portfolio. The, I think those three areas will help wherever you're at to kind of shape up that dream career rather than dream job. So, M, though, question, final question, Dream job, fact or fiction? I think you've won me over. I'm going to say, and look, I probably, let's face it, I probably didn't need a lot of winning over, a lot of persuasion, but uh, now that we've given it some thought, I'm going to say that it's fiction. Uh, I'm a big believer in a career over a job though, so I'm an easy sell on that one. Yes. Oh, well, that makes me happy because we're in agreement. So look for your dream career or your dream business find those. That's what we love. That's what we're all about. And that's why we've got this podcast. It is actually. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. And also because I like hanging out with you. <laughs> that's true. This has been awesome. Uh, and I, I do agree. And now I think we go forth. Uh, and conquer. And we do. We conquer the dream careers. <laughs> and also go forth and give us a five-star rating and review oh, on Apple Podcast. Yeah, that'll help us feel good about ourselves and our careers. I know it, it will. <laughs> totally will. So please, if you're listening, you like the show, do that and make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss out. We've got lots of good stuff coming up. Thanks, Shell. Thanks, Em. Thanks, 
We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Money, property, careers, health, small business. We love learning how to do all of these well so we can live our best life. That's why we've made podcasts focus on a variety of topics. Check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, Gen Z Money, and You To Me, You To You, You To Us, which is just about sexual and reproductive health. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.